and welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Royce. With me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Kath, how you doing? I'm good, Pat. I'm real good. How are you? I am doing excellent. Just uh, dropping energy drink cans and giving nice sharp rings there to the mic. I was wondering <laughs> doing... what that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a... They made a cool noise. I'll give it that. Um <laughs> No, no, I'm doing good. Just uh, out here in Austin, getting ready to do a show tonight. Uh, by getting ready, I mean just not really doing anything for it. <laughs> but uh, it's it's going to be that they, they they were like the little email that was hyping the show was like at every table they're going to have umbrellas and pitchers of water because okay. it's an outdoor show. Oh so wow, that should be good. So it's like a billion degrees out. Yeah. So I'm looking uh, forward to that. I'm uh, tonight. I'm very excited. I'm going to a uh, orientation session at a new gym that I might join where they do powerlifting, which I'm like super pumped about because I'm like, I'm really interested in it, but I'm too scared to do it by myself. Like I'm, yeah. I feel like I'm getting to the point with lifting weights where like I kind of need someone to watch me do it because I'm lifting heavy enough that I like yeah. might injure myself if I don't use like a Smith machine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, pr- I'm pretty pumped about that. I'm going to get, I'm going to get buff tonight. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. 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 All in one night, man. That's, yep. all, that's, that's all it takes. I, that's that's cool. I'm like, expecting to, if I, well, by the time I leave, I will be buff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if I, I'm gonna walk in looking like that one corgi in the meme, and I gotta walk out looking like the strong corgi exactly. like, in the meme. Exactly. Yeah, uh, but that an orientation for a gym—that's cool. I never really—I guess that that makes perfect sense now that I heard that. But I never thought of that being a, a concept. <laughs> yeah, man. That's yeah. That's what they, I, just get on here, check this gym out. We'll talk to you about it. I like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm trying to think of a segue for this story from getting buff, and I cannot um here okay uh, here similar to me uh being weak and then getting strong (laughs) that is uh similar to the situation the american economy was in after the 2008 recession how's that Uh, okay (laughs) man that is oh that that sounds like uh like like a a hill think piece right there (laughs) yeah yeah, like that. that is uh, kind of the setting of this story that I'm going to tell you today. So uh, my friend Sarah uh, sent me a link to this because I was uh, posting on Twitter about suggestions for uh, for stories. And uh, this one really this one really spoke to me. So my friend Sarah is from Alabama. And this is a story about a small town in Alabama and how they were swindled by a would be tech entrepreneur. Um, uh, so this is a story of a guy named Kyle Sandler. Have you heard of him by any chance? I have not. I would just say swindle. Don't swindle small Alabama towns. I know tech people. So you know who you're supposed to swindle. The swindle the the the, the guys in, in uh, Silicon Valley. Swindle those guys. Leave the small Alabama towns out of yeah, this. Yeah, like the, I, I feel hate like that. this is a story of really yeah getting the the humble you know the the. Salt of the earth working people are the ones who get taken for a ride here, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but they, it's interesting you say Silicon Valley because they get taken for a ride based on those sorts of dreams, you know, based on yeah. the tech, the tech utopian vision of the future. So yeah. that's kind of what uh, what Kyle Sandler was all about today. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he, he was really just monorailed those guys. Just came, like, he kind of like, did. Yeah, I, I feel like that is the best metaphor for what he did. He monorailed them. 
Yeah, <laughs> which that needs. To, I, I feel like that that word and that usage and that uh, that needs to catch on. I, I, I'm going for it. Monorail. I feel like we all know. I mean, again, maybe yeah. this is a generational thing, but we're referring to the iconic Simpsons episode, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I will tell you this story. So I have a few sources for this. Um, I got a lot of this from the AP, uh, Wikipedia, those types of places. Uh, there's also um a Generation Hustle episode about this guy. So I watched that um, and I did some other kind of poking around here and there. So this is a story of Kyle Sandler. Um, So the small town in question here is uh, Opelika, Alabama, which is a town of about uh, 30,000 people in, uh, in Alabama. So like pretty, pretty small. Um, Yep. It's, uh, let's see where it is. So it's like, it's kind of on the border um, of uh, Georgia and Alabama. It's kind of near Auburn. So, um, you know, just like a tiny little town. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like a place I very well might play a winery at. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And it was, it was, you know, like a lot of towns like that struck pretty hard by the recession and in the couple years after they were really hoping to attract more people and more investment to the city. So Opelika um, in 2014 became uh, one of America's first quote unquote gig cities, which meant that they had gigabyte internet, which Mm. was huge. There were like a couple other cities and they were all kind of small like this and hoping to see some economic development and tech investment from it. So Opelika was like chosen to be one of these gig cities. It was really exciting. And uh, that is when Kyle Sandler comes to town uh, on the wake of this of this gig city thing. So Uh, be careful of guys that look like him showing up in your town gets fast Internet. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I just got a picture. of Like he's "Mm, the Internet at one gig. It's like, oh, hold on. You need you need to get out of here. But it's something. Yeah. No, it's like the the civic equivalent of like a guy going into a coffee shop and not buying anything and asking for the Wi-Fi password. That's what he's doing to you. but yeah, so Kyle Sandler, this is again a small town, so like word got around when he when he arrived. Um, he was, uh, you know, according to him, we'll get into what he actually was, <laughs> um, but according to him, he was a one-time Google executive. Uh, he got rich in tech, and due to family ties and this gig internet program, he had chosen Opelika to set up his next project. So... His wife was from the area, and, uh, you know, he was like, perfect, let's go. Um, okay. Did he really have a wife? Or that's like part he of his did whole, have a wife. He did have a <laughs> part wife. Of his, he's like, my smoking hot wife grew up in Opelika. She is currently out of the country doing uh, humanitarian work. <laughs> but <laughs> No, she was real, um, although okay. she does not figure into this story all that much. Um But yeah, he just, he seemed like the real deal. He, you know, it was 2014 in a small town and uh, he was on his phone all the time and talking about startups. He drove a Jaguar. So that, you know, stuck out in this, in this uh, small town. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yeah, people were just like this slick Silicon Valley guy is here to, to come revitalize our economy. Let's do it. Yeah. And so he started a a business incubator called The Roundhouse. And that was his, like, um, you know, 
business idea in yeah. you know Palaika. It was like we're business gonna... incubator, like 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 yeah, like those like they 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 necessitate helping small businesses get off the ground, helping find funding for projects and stuff. Exactly. That was that was what he was all about. He uh and and people said he really did have like a talent for pitching stuff and getting yeah. people money. So you know, people were really into this guy. There were all of these little projects that started um, from Roundhouse. The two that were profiled in the Generation Hustle thing, which I think were kind of funny, were um, Tenibot, which is, quote-unquote, a Roomba for tennis balls. So, you know, you have your, like, ball-pitching machine that, like, shoots tennis balls at you. This machine sucks up and collects all those tennis balls after you hit them. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that, that, that's the, the the existence of one creates a need for the other i right? get it Pre- yeah. precisely um and then another <laughs> one that i thought was very funny was called fraps with a z f-r-a-p-z okay hold it i i'm willing to bet that z means they're taking a funky stance on something <laughs> so fraps uh it was short for frat raps and the idea was basically that you uh businesses would through fraps um, basically lease the back of college kids' laptops for advertising. So like college kids would get paid to put a sticker of a company on the back of their laptop. So that was. Uh, I, I I feel like that's that like it's one of those things I, I hear it at first I'm like huh and then it, 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 like the reality of that I, yeah I don't know it seems like a really bad idea that is just dumb enough to sound like a good idea yeah it's it's very weird it's again yeah. like it's definitely not like tenabot in that i'm like i don't think this was like a problem a need that like yeah is being solved here but hey fraps <laughs> fraps was doing pretty well fraps actually had funding before they went to roundhouse so like people were into fraps okay. so yeah i've yeah. seen these laptops walk around i'm just seeing missed opportunities right? <laughs> that's what i'm saying empty billboards man um <clears throat> yep so yeah, like there were businesses that were working out of Roundhouse and uh, Kyle Sandler was like their kind of their guru, kind of their their champion. So um, does Opelika have a college presence? Um, I don't think there's a college in Opelika, but it's right near Auburn, which is where University okay. of Alabama is. So I'm assuming yeah, yeah, yeah. that is why. Um, yeah, so... Uh, the, the, you know, things are going well. Um, people were excited. Um, there were lots of local people who invested in the roundhouse, uh, cause he was such a good promoter. Uh, one guy said, I think he could get money out of a guy living under, under a bridge, which, uh, <laughs> I, is like, a very, um, like complimentary way to say he's a good pitch man, but also I feel like is a good description of him as a scammer because he basically yeah. took all of these people's money. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Under a bridge or in Opelika or something similar <laughs> to that. Yeah. You know? So um, their sort of faith in in Sandler only deepened when he got involved with uh, John McAfee, who John McAfee is the creator of McAfee virus software, antivirus software. Yes. So an, an, and he is also a, a, a character in and of himself. Yeah, he's an yeah. insane <laughs> person. Like he he's actually he's dead now. Um, oh, he, he is dead. He and like this is how insane he was. He died and then like timed it to put up a like a QAnon post on his Instagram just to like fuck with people. Like he's a he's a crazy person. Yeah, so, he didn't like, live on an island like with like an all female security staff or some shit like that. Yeah, he had like he like maybe killed someone. He yeah. so he he ends up in Opelika 
due to this like gig city thing as well. Yeah. Um, but also because he is like on the run from the Belizean government. Like it's like <laughs> he's a weird, he's a yeah. shifty character, but he does have respect um, and name recognition because he was like an yep. early tech entrepreneur. So, you know, he's like running around Opelika telling people about how much cocaine he does. And then, um, <laughs> but he that's gets that's involved. something most people try to not talk about. He's right. Like, no, but that's tell you how shit. much I do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he was telling people that he did he had done more cocaine in his lifetime than he weighs. Like he was just telling people <laughs> that. That's a, that's, a, that's a solid brag. Yeah, very good brag. Um, but yeah, so he gets involved with the roundhouse and that, you know, people are like, oh, you know, the antivirus guy is here. Cool. Yeah. Um, then <laughs> uh, just a sort of a tangent about McAfee. But um, while he's working with roundhouse, he launches a campaign for president in 2016 he ran as a libertarian and uh kyle sandler was his campaign advisor so oh wow yeah so he's doing like press conferences at the roundhouse uh for his his uh presidential campaign which is like <laughs> semi a joke but also semi yeah. not like one it's of a, yeah you see you see who rolls in a town when the internet gets good it's, the, it's just it's a strange assortment of exactly. people exactly just a real a real <laughs> cast of characters um so McAfee, like after this all kind of breaks bad, he says that he was also scammed. He says that he was not in on it. Um, but yeah, man, just a bunch yeah, of shady this guy got, this, Yeah, this guy got McAfee. I, that's one of those things where I truly don't know who to believe in that case. Right. Yeah, me neither. Because yeah. like he <laughs> yeah. is an insane person and a dumbass. So like he maybe yeah, yeah, would get yeah. scammed. <laughs> but also he's a shifty character. So who knows? Yeah. Um, so the big sort of star of the roundhouse, the, the of all of these businesses, um, the one that everybody sort of pinned their hopes on, and that was Kyle's like sort of personal project that he was championing, was this project by a 13-year-old named Taylor Rosenthal. And the fact that he was so young, like, got them a lot of media attention. Um, yeah. But he also, like, he had kind of a cool idea. Um he uh, he was a, a baseball player and uh, he said that, you know, he'd play baseball games and he said every time a kid got hurt, I would notice that a parent wouldn't be able to find a Band-Aid. And I tried to come up with something for a class I was in called the Young Entrepreneurs Academy. Uh, he was in eighth grade and his idea was basically a vending machine that had first aid uh, products in it, which like, you know, like, yeah. A pretty neat idea for a, a teenager. Like, doesn't yeah. seem especially groundbreaking to me, but like, cool, you know, like. Yeah, like, it, it, I guess. Yeah, like, like. Um, I, I hope the prices be reasonable. You know, <laughs> just right. It would be. It would be interesting if there was some like you know diagnostic element of it. Like, you put in what the problem is, and it gives you stuff you need. Like, I, you know, like. Ooh, yeah, it yeah, could be cool. Um, it had yeah. like a little touch screen on it, and uh, yeah. So this idea. Um, he Taylor Rosenthal, the kid, raises a hundred thousand dollars in local money to like build some prototypes and stuff. He gets featured on the local news, and uh, Sandler helps him get invited to a TechCrunch event in New York. He's like the youngest person at the event. Um, he uh, the the company uh, is called RecMed at this point, and um, they get a ton, like I said, a ton of media attention. They get on CNN, CNBC, Fox News, a bunch of other national media outlets. 
And uh, the story starts to really pick up when uh, they hear that uh, there's been an offer uh, to buy RecMed for $30 million. And so they're like, oh, wow, this kid, like, he came up yeah. with this amazing idea. Um, so according to interviews at the time that Taylor gave, uh, a major healthcare company had uh, made the offer, but he'd rejected it because he was holding out for $50 million. He wanted to keep growing the company. And so this is like this a crazy was, story, kid. you know? Yeah, this was this was the kid that, that rejected that supposedly the kid rejected the offer or uh, or uh, um, Kyle did. Supposedly oh. the kid did. <laughs> okay, Tyler. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so um his father says, uh, in retrospect, that Sandler had showed them uh some documents with uh that said that Johnson and Johnson was interested um he showed them emails that said that uh six flags had expressed interest in buying some of the machines and putting them in parks um yeah. you know they were really excited about it they actually ended up uh meeting with Johnson and Johnson about it so you know they're like this is awesome this is going really well every time this kid does an interview it's promotion for the roundhouse for the other businesses that are being incubated there for this yep. whole program it's, you know, it's advertisement for the town. Like, it's win, win, yeah. win, win, win for everybody. So Thank um, God they met this guy. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> I don't know what they, would, they would have done without him. So, like, th- they're also getting all through this time uh, investments from, like, local people with money. So um, a lot of them met uh, Kyle Sandler through the Rotary Club. You know, this is a small town. People, like, yeah. the people with money all hang out with each other in small towns. That's, that's Oh, yeah. yeah there yeah. are, like, 20 <laughs> rich people, and they all know each yeah. other. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, one guy who uh, was a Rotary Club member uh, said, quote, after a couple months of him being around and talking to other people at Rotary who had invested with him, I sat down with my wife and I said, let's give this guy some money. Uh, They put in about $35,000 and helped fund a prototype of the medical vending machine. Um, However, uh, so this starts in like 2014, all this stuff. By the end of 2016, um, some people are starting to get a little bit suspicious because uh, Sandler is like missing payments to people. Um, Yep. The like the fraps guy m- moves out at this time because he's like I keep being promised money and I'm not getting it and I just like I don't want to be a part of this so like yeah um people people start to kind of get wise and uh, Sandler says you know like if you don't have confidence in me I'll buy you out like don't worry about it I get it I'll buy you out mm-hmm. so um around this time he opens a second roundhouse in Mobile Alabama. And he's kind of around in Opelika less. Like, people start seeing him less. Um, that obviously, like, keeps the pressure on him. People are like, what is your deal? Why are you gone all the yeah, time? Right. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I, I, like, I, yeah. Who? Yeah. If you can see the guy that owes you money, that's a lot pre- more preferable than if you can't see the guy that owes you money. Exactly. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a whole new set of problems. But so he, like, he keeps telling people, like, the money's coming, the money's coming. We've spent a lot on these businesses, but I have an annuity from Google because I worked at, I was, like, an early employee at Google. So, like, I'm, I, once I get my annuity, um, you know, I'll be able to pay you all back and everything. So the day of the annuity coming arrives and he's, like, telling the people at Roundhouse, 
like you know hell yeah i'm excited and then he like goes in and is like sitting on his computer for a while and then he calls some of his um colleagues in and shows them some financial documents about the annuity and one of the coworkers point blank says hey i saw you photoshopping this on your computer like oh before. shit yeah. <laughs> oh man Just i call okay. him the fuck out just. I love a full stop like that, like that. It, like it's like a lot of the stuff is like, like a lot of times these stories are. It, it, it's uh, it leads up. It's incremental, you know. Like somebody's yeah. just like, I love that. This is like uh, this reminds me of the is it the final season of Breaking Bad where um Hank or uh, Hank had just walked to the or uh Walt had just walked into Hank's garage Hank's garage and instead of like holding it out for four or five more episodes. They just immediately like shut the garage and be like, bitch, this is what like they, they get right down to action. It yep. sets the whole final season up. That's yeah. dope. Like, and it's also like, it's nice. Cause it's like these people in Opelika aren't idiots. Like they're yeah, not, exactly. they really were not conned in a way that is like super unreasonable. Like yeah, and people they were, really they invested did, in a company. Yeah. And people really did like stop giving this guy the benefit of the doubt pretty quickly. So like, yeah, basically this coworker confronts him like word gets around. He, you know, he's been promising buyouts to people. The buyouts never arrive. And he basically just pieces out. He just leaves. Yeah. And <laughs> like we always say, like that, that's we're like, why don't people skip town anymore? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this guy fully just like locks the doors at the end of 2016 and pieces out and like uh, leaves Opelika. And so and then, you know, that's 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 what I like. That shows a good scammer is he's willing to not only embrace new school ideas by scamming people about you know online ventures, but he's he's tapped into the the classics of the yeah. scamming world, which is just changing the locks and getting the fuck out of there. You need, like, you need to know like when to cut and run. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's and, something and that, that is the downfall of so many people we talk about on this show is they don't yeah. know when to call it. You know, I, you know, I wonder if there's a something that's like tangible or maybe it just seems this way, but it's like the today it, because you it's it's harder to do. And there's so much like, I don't know, tied into being like uh, to, to your image and your brand. That's like what's motivating people to, to scam. Do you think that it's like people are less like back then or back in the day? I think people were more likely to like be like, no, no, I am a scam artist. Like, I, like I'm a scam artist. I'm going to do this when shit gets hot. I'm out of here. Do you think there's a difference in today's scammers that are like, no, no, no. I'm truly like it's always guys who think things are going to shake out. You know, like if yeah. I just hold on to this, eventually, like, like I'll ride this out and everyone will see me for the good person. And I know I am. Yeah, and, a lot uh, of people. A lot of people drink their own Kool Aid, you know. Yes, and, and this guy, like, it actually kind of seemed like he did up until that point, yeah. which we'll talk about later. But like, I I do think that that is if you're gonna like be, if you have these tendencies. You need to just be like, my job is conning people because yeah, it's the hell it's the healthiest thing because that's going to give you the self preservation. Like yeah. you, your 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 delusion gives you the grandiose uh, ideas enough to pull things like this off because you do need a little bit of delusion. Yeah, but like yeah, like like it's that it's that realization that you're a con man that's going to make you survive. That's going to give you that fucking instinct to being like, oh, I, I can tell the temp's getting too hot. Time for me to skip town. That's right. so important. Yeah, <laughs> you really, you need to know when to when to cut and run. I mean, that's how you avoid yeah. the Henry Hill, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You just exactly. get the fuck out. And that is what this guy did. Um, man, one of these days we should do an episode where we just like constructing certain elements of different scams and put it together and Frankenstein the perfect scam. The perfect we're like, they got it. They got in early enough. They got out at the same time. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, that's down the pike. 
But yeah, so like this whole town, like tons of people got taken for a ride by this guy and then he just leaves. And so, and again, it's a small town. So people are just like commiserating on the fact that they all got fucked by this guy. Yeah. And, you know, like there, there is an investigation into him after this, but they're all just like, we got fucked. Like, I don't think there's a lot of hope from them about man but one thing i gotta say you know about when you have the town of opelika sitting around in the wake of you scamming them uh and discussing what to do next uh, you know and this is not a dig at them i think the idea of killing you comes up pretty quick it does <laughs> like, yeah like, like you you cannot go back there for sure yeah, yeah 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 you might be able to show your face in silicone valley again to ripping some people off but you rip off opelika it's best to say the fuck out of alabama as in general because yeah they've got an idea of how they want to deal with your ass right because like that i mean you lose a couple million dollars in Silicon Valley, people will still give you more money. Like, yeah, oh yeah, it happens all the time. It happens all the time, but that is not happening in Opelika, Alabama. They're like, you fuck, yeah. up. get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not gonna give you, we're not gonna give you all this money twice, buddy. All right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you've you've taken us for all we have. So, um, yeah. So uh, he pieces out, and this is when people start kind of putting the pieces together of like what actually happened. So um, he, he raised about 1.9 million from investors and he uh, basically like overvalued the company. Like he issued stock certificates for twice as much as the incubator was worth. Um, he, uh, he was using that money, you know, for personal expenses and stuff. Like he had the, had the Jaguar and everything, yeah. which side note, apparently, the reason he got McAfee on board was uh, just because McAfee saw him driving a Jaguar around and was like, what's up, dude? <laughs> hey, man, I've done as much coke as I weigh. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. I have yeah. a Jaguar. Why aren't we hanging out? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it turns out, like, he was overvaluing the company. He also, the like, the saddest thing here to me is this story with Taylor Rosenthal, that kid. Because, like, he and his family were just totally manipulated into all this stuff. Um, Sandler had, like, fabricated all of the offers. Like, no one was actually offering millions Uh. of dollars from this company. Um, He did actually get them a meeting with Johnson & Johnson, but it was, like, after he had fabricated... Uh, correspondence with Johnson and Johnson. Oh, like, you know, and I, and I wonder what the the person from Johnson and Johnson thought that meeting was. They probably thought they were like, "Oh, this is like a goodwill uh, yeah. for the cameras. We're hanging out with a kid who has an idea for healthcare." Blah 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 blah. You're like, like this is definitely just us doing that. And meanwhile, I wonder. If the parents initiated any talk about the offer and the guy like just didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah, I wonder how they played that meeting. That's a yeah. really good, really good question. And I don't know the answer, but I yeah, do I, know... I would imagine. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, just go ahead. Uh, I, I can just imagine like the guy who thinks he's there is like under like goodwill, like kids in science pretense kind of thing. Right. And he's just like, and they're like, yeah, well, you know, we had gotten the offers to the 30,000. I wonder if he just was like, oh, I don't, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but he just smiled and was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we do offer, you know, we, we, we've been we offer scholarships or, just, or whatever. Yeah. 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 Or, or it's just like, let me just say a few sentences real quick to like pretend that I heard that, but I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And I'm certainly not going to confirm in any way that I could be legally held to. <laughs> like, yeah. And then homeboy had to be sworn in the corner like i hope they don't start talking about this offer too in depth right like i don't know how he played that it must have been a real a real tightrope act but i do think it's interesting like when we talk about people sort of believing their own delusion like 
This guy was fabricating offers for this family, but he also was trying to get the meetings with Johnson and Johnson. So like, yeah, that is very much like the tech scammer believing your own hype yeah. mindset. Just, of yeah, like, yeah, believing it, believing it into existence. I just need to string this along long enough to get it to actually work. You know, like yeah. that kind of that kind of thing. Because like he had all this investment money. You know, like there were real companies working out of this business incubator yeah. that he ran. Like. There was the potential for something to work out, um, but it wasn't going to be this vending machine thing, which like, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. like, like I said, it's a good idea for like a kid. Um, there is already like the the one of the reasons people started kind of getting suspicious was because um, they heard about these offers and they were like, there already is a company that makes something like this. So like, yeah. I don't understand why they're getting offered tens of millions of dollars to acquire this thing. Like, yeah. It, it also, you think like, Hey, we shot ourselves in the foot. We repped this idea too hard. And now everyone is just more aware of bringing band-aids. <laughs> like, <Right. we, laughs> it, it was backfired. Now we, the, we put band-aid in the public consciousness and now people are just bringing them to baseball games. Now. <laughs> um, Another thing that they sort of put together after he skipped town was remember he said he opened another one in Mobile. Yeah. Um, they think he was probably doing starting to do like a little bit of a Ponzi scheme of getting money oh, from investors course. in Mobile to pay back the people in Opelika. So yeah, I a hundred percent was like, yeah, that's probably. I thought that was like the, the move there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, like they. They realize that they've been sort of taken for a ride. They realize how. Then they start figuring out, like, what this guy's deal was. So he was, according to, to everybody who knew him in this town, he was, like, very well-liked. He was, um, you know, clearly smart. He was a really good talker. Um, he did have some eccentricities, though, that in retrospect kind of got people thinking. So um, one of them was that... People would go over to his house for parties and stuff, and his house was like gross. He was like, uh, it seemed like he might have been kind of an animal hoarder. Like it, his house was just like uh, full of pets, and it was disgusting. Oh, uh, so, yeah. I, I mean, I saw like I, I I did look up a picture of our boy, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I could see him being the kind of guy who like he like come over to his house. He's like, oh hey, what's up, man? He opens it the door like four inches and slides out of it and shuts it behind him. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm like, he's yeah, never yeah. never lets you get a good look in there, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, Can't stop the smell that comes out though totally yeah apparently it was just like very gross um yeah but he was married so he convinced a woman to live there which is surprising but yep oh it's always shocking but it happens quite a bit yeah i mean we'll get into it uh, at the end of the episode a little bit but i am i'm a little bit baffled that he got a woman to marry him um <laughs> so because uh, another thing that is really funny about him that people noticed is that he loved American Greed. It was like his favorite show. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to keep some of those interests on the hush, Playboy. Okay, you can't just <laughs> be out here talking about how you love and respect the scam. You know, right? <laughs> it did make me wonder. I was like, does he did he listen to our podcast? But yeah, yeah. Was- I man, I wonder because that, that's it's happened before. This was uh, prior to us starting the podcast, uh, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So he was, he was spoiler alert, he was in jail by the time we started the podcast. <laughs> so Hey, buddy, if, if you know, I don't know what you're doing, but if you're out, you know, you want to, if you're listening, uh, you know, don't drop us a line or communicate with us in any way. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, just say, what's up, you know? Um, so, yeah, he loved American Greed. People were like, oh, that seems kind of weird in retrospect. Like, maybe yeah. he was getting some pointers, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um. 
But so here's like the real thing about him. Um, and he did apparently some of his investors who called him out before he left town. He did admit this to them that he was not um, a, ever a Google employee. He never worked for uh, Google. Yeah. Um, he's in tears. I never worked for Google. I, he's got. <laughs> it's just that like that that moment of just like like that's what you want. You know, this is the guy just crying. And be like, yeah, you're right. I never worked at Google. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, he was. He did work in tech. Um, he was like. Uh, a promoter of startups, um, but not in Silicon Valley, just kind of on his own time uh, yeah. in, in Maryland where he grew up. Um, he called himself a, quote, serial entrepreneur, which makes it sound like a crime. So don't yeah. use that word. <laughs> I just like think that like don't serial dater, serial, like yeah. I'm a, ser- a serial monogamous, like whatever. Do- just don't use that. It's it's too reminiscent of serial murder like serial ki- yeah the, the only reason we even say the, the the word anyways is because of serial killer <laughs> like that's exactly the only reason. it's it's even in our lexicon exactly like it's if you're saying i'm a serial ex like a cop is going to be like he's escalating like it's yeah. not yeah. <laughs> gonna be good um but yeah so before he moved to opelika um he was not a google employee he was actually a felon uh he... hey much cooler go with that I like, I would, I like, yeah i've got a ton of felons they're great like i've <laughs> hung out with very little google employees but i imagine they're uh, you know kind of lame sorry probably if you're not out there, as fun uh, yeah. probably, probably not, not as fun. fun yeah so in 2010 um he was convicted in maryland and north carolina for uh attempted theft and forgery um, he never went to prison, but he was convicted. Um, also, in the in the uh, Generation Hustle episode about him, they have some former classmates of him, and they one of them has the most iconic uh, quote where they just said, "Back when we were in school, I think he was mostly known as the kid who burned down the putt putt." So. <laughs> It's all hearsay, but they were like, yeah, man, this dude loved to set fires, which is yeah. terrifying. But Oh, no. Yeah, man, that's that's crazy. Yeah. So like he just loved to set, loved to set things on fire and then also the putt putt burned down and everybody was like, we all know it was him and it just was never confirmed. Yeah. So like that was the yeah. rumor was that he burned down the putt putt. But uh... <laughs> which was crazy because his senior quote was literally I didn't burn down the putt putt. <laughs> so like, I don't understand where the confusion comes in here. <laughs> For real. Um, yeah. So uh, another really funny thing is um, there was an <laughs> there's an online review of him. Uh, from when he was a wedding DJ in North Carolina. <laughs> yes. Uh, which, I, like, classic job for a scammy person is wedding yeah. DJ. Just like because all you're doing is plugging in your phone and fucking hitting play on Spotify. If you're like, you know, like I've been, I've been at a few functions where like the the ad on the Pandora came up for the DJ's thing. It's like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah, especially like I, I feel like Spotify has kind of made that type of scummy guy go extinct, which is nice. Yeah. Um, cause there are people who like actually DJ who you could hire mm-hmm. for your wedding, but like these types of people, yeah, no, they're just a guy who got a mixer off Craigslist and is like, yeah. I have a career yeah. now, you know? <laughs> so, um, uh, what was his DJ name? Was it, was, I don't know. That's a good oh, question. Okay, no, I, yeah. <laughs> it just says he was a wedding DJ. Um, I'm yeah, sure okay. it was something productions, LLC, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but they said somebody who hired him said that he pocketed a deposit of $250 and then just didn't come to the wedding. So couldn't even, <laughs> couldn't even come do a bad job using your phone. Just didn't come at all. Damn. Yeah. That's, um, 
Yeah, that's something. That's 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 something. Yeah, it's it's quite brazen. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he like clearly had a criminal record. I the thing that is crazy is like, why did no one check this stuff out? Because as far as I know, he was not using an alias. This was yeah. all under his name. Um, I guess it's a fairly common name, but yeah, I don't know. Nobody yeah. nobody thought to check up on him. You know. Yeah, man. You know, it's 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 sometimes like in uh, you know again it's, it's uh, Ipaloka or I like a like a mopa, uh, <laughs> Icolopa, and it, like yeah, like the you know the jaguar that does a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah. Um, the fact that like it was it came in on the gig internet, I feel like like it it, it, it made sense. They're like, oh, of course, guys like this are going to start showing up, right? Like, and they were like really eager for somebody to come yeah. do this. Like they yeah, were... this is this is why they did it. You know, like there was for this type of opportunity. Exactly, and then like John McAfee is there, and yeah, uh... yeah, this guy's doing more coke than he weighs. You know, like everybody's <laughs> everybody's really just on fly, flying on cloud nine at this point. Yeah. So. um they just didn't yeah it was a too good to be true thing that nobody nobody wanted to kind of check up on so um he does get arrested for his activities in opelika in june of 2018 um he had fled to college station so that's where he was after he peaced out from uh from alabama hell yeah hanging out in aggie land yeah and he he peaced out to the point he left his wife like he just he just oh, went fully on the run. Um, damn. But by the time he was arrested, he had a new wife. Uh, he convinced yet another woman to, uh, oh, to get with him. No, he, damn, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> they had a scam together. So Aww. he, like, when he was arrested, he had formed uh, a startup company with this woman, and they had plans to uh, sell $650 million in shares with a minimum investment of $10,000. So he was basically just doing it all over again, yeah. but scamming this woman who... So apparently, when he'd been arrested, he was technically... He was in he he was in successive marriages where he never divorced anyone. So he was married to three women at once by the time they got Hell him. yeah. So Damn. I know. I just don't get why this guy is a pimp. Like he's he's like a he looks like a tech nerd. Like he's not yeah. attractive. He is a like weird scammer. His house is full of smelly animals. I just don't I don't get it. I really don't yeah, man. Yeah, some dudes, I don't know. Some, some guys, there's just something about looking like they're really good at Super Smash Brothers that just does it for some <laughs> ladies. So I don't know what it is. I think you're right. It's it's very special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just really good at that game. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, but yeah, so he he gets arrested in uh in 2018. Um, he pleads guilty to uh two of our favorite charges: wire fraud and securities fraud. Um, hey, just the, 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 the classics, man, the bread and butter. Again, he doesn't mess with success when it comes to the, the traditions, yeah, I, you know? I got to say, I like this. Yeah, he's he's got strong fundamentals. It was like he... He's like the, the like he was coached by the Greg Popovich of scamming. Like he yeah. just knows like he's got a strong ground game. He knows, yeah. I I am not gonna. I'm a fan of his uh the his um delivery. You know, like how he right his style. It, yeah. Uh, and it's one of those things where like it it maybe could have worked in another place with people who were not you know quite as ready to call his bluff. It's it's hard yeah. to say, and so according to him, he he says that he did not initially plan on scamming, but then greed got the better of him. Because like we said, like this was 
it was on its own terms, like kind of successful for a little while. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it feels like he knows, like, you, you know, like, like I, 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 I do believe that he, he didn't um, set out on scamming, but there's something about, again, knowing when, okay, things are getting too hot. It's time to go that like, I'm like, you have to, you're, you're cutting the rope a lot quicker than people who usually ride this thing out and get arrested at their office. You know, you got arrested on yeah. the run. Yeah. Like, like, it just, it feels like, it's like, okay, if you did get into this with someone of the best of intentions, you're just very, very honest about the situation at hand, <laughs> at least to yourself. Yeah, like, I do wonder, because, like, he did scam before and he did scam after, so I don't, I don't know how much of his word to take him on, but I could definitely yeah. see him at least starting with noble intentions and then... Um, going back to his old ways because he yeah he said like his plan was to keep just a majority controlling interest in it but then after he had raised about five hundred thousand dollars he started to get greedy and started using it for his own <laughs> yeah his own so yeah yeah um, man I, that's why like I, I swear like i i feel like i could just be like i could just live comfortably and still do the job you know, yeah, I'd be, I'd be like, yeah, I, I get the I get I get the I get the coffee I want every morning. You know, like I all my subscription services are, are running and on. Right. <laughs> but I'm also going to the the startup uh, every morning and actually working on getting funding for these people. But yeah, I'm pretty comfy. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, don't know I feel like that's just, yeah, just live comfortably, but still do the job. The thing that's also like an extra sort of like weird, sad part of it was like. He was like beloved in this town. Like, yeah, he was like a well-regarded person socially. Like, people were really, really, really liked him. And yeah. and he what like if that's his, that's just what he was after. The I, whole time. It seems like that was kind of what he was after. But then he got yeah. greedy. You know, like yeah. I think before he got greedy, like I, I think he just must regret this so deeply because he was like he had the stuff that he wanted. Like he was yeah. a he was a big wig in this town. Um, he, he's, he gives a quote, uh, to one of the outlets I read that said, at the end of the day, I let the community down. I let myself down. I let my family down, but we were onto something great. And that's why this is so devastating. So like, I think in retrospect, he was like, man, if I could have just done what you said and lived comfortably, yeah. I could have been like, you know, the big fish in the small pond and it would have been okay. Yeah. <laughs> he reminds me very much of, um, one of the fish odors on Bob's Burgers, mm. where I can just see like I can just see him like getting ready to leave town at the end of whatever his scam is, and be like, you know, I guess I all along all I really wanted was friends, but uh, well, too late now. The money's in the bag, and you're all tied up. So time to leave. <laughs> like I can just like just I get that vibe where like he considers being empathetic, but then it's just like, no, no, back to who I really am. You know, he, he kind of goes along his way. I re I really think that's right. Like, and yeah. that they talk they talk about it a little in the Generation Hustle episode, which like. I don't I don't know how much stock to put into it because it's total projection. But um, the guys who went to school with him were saying like um, he, so he was adopted and he's um, he's like ethnically Hawaiian, but he was adopted by a Jewish family. And so they they felt like he f had a, a real sense of kind of outsiderness and, and displacement yeah. in his childhood because he was like a transracial adoption growing up yep. with people who like didn't look like him and um yeah. that that in, in a culture who Jew, Jew, Jewish people aren't necessarily in the mainstream fold as it is either you know that's a good point too yeah, yeah. and and so that like they thought that maybe he was fueled kind of by this sense of like wanting to belong and wanting to be approved of and 
Yeah, I mean, oh, it's like your Anthony Anthony Gignac, the the guy, the, yes. the Saudi prince. It's, it's that kind of thing. I'm not saying, especially with today's like uh, 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 topics of the news. I'm not saying don't adopt. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't trust him, but I can see that being adopted, especially you know if you grew up in a time like any time before like, the last 15 years, and like like people, you know, people are a little insensitive just about general things in life. I can see feeling a sense of outsiderness and that fueling um, some reckless behavior here and there. Yeah, I mean, it is, th- this is something that transracial adoptees do talk about. Like, yeah. I-, I don't think it's, like, anti-adoption to acknowledge that it's, like, that's a really hard situation to be in for a lot of people. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think especially, you know, when this guy was growing up, because he's in his, um, I think he's in his late 40s now. So yeah. people were a lot less sensitive to those kinds of issues then. Um but yeah, so he went to jail in 2018, um, and he just got out in March. So oh. he's free. If you see this yeah. guy around, do not give How him money. How mad is he that he missed the crypto wave? <laughs> like, right? God, he was just ahead of his time. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could have easily made a lot of money on crypto fucking people <clears throat> over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, damn. Well, that's that's uh, that's crazy. Kyle Sandler. Yeah, like I said, if you see this guy out, don't give him any money, but maybe maybe be his friend. Maybe yeah, he just needs yeah. a friend. <laughs> give him your time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> give him a few moments of your day and who knows, you know, he might just he might just turn out to be a great investment. He should definitely <laughs> stay the fuck away from Opelika, Alabama, though, because he's yeah, yeah, don't get go back there. Yeah, <laughs> we don't take kindly to your kind out here. So what? What kind is that? Like specifically, Kyle Sandler, yeah. like, like your specific personhood. We do not like out here. Yeah. So uh, that's that's the story of Kyle Sandler. Worth it? I mean, I like. He didn't really I feel like he didn't really earn enough money for it to be worth it. Like no, he, he had didn't a few get good a, months. He didn't get a lot of uh jail time, but like this is why you should scam rich people and not like random yeah. small towns. Because yep. he fucked over all these people and he still only got under two million dollars. So like Yeah. That's nothing to a scamming a rich person. You could scam a rich person out of that off like a good dinner or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could scam two million off a rich person, and if you play your cards right, you could get more even if they found out about the yes. two mil. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're just like, yeah, I I'm ready. It's moving around. I got money into here. I got money over there. I got money going. Just boom, bah. They they don't truly understand finance, but they get that bullshit part of it. They're like, oh yeah, 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 no money, money, just boom, bah. I get what he's saying. You know, like, like he's got money out there flip flopping. Yeah. And I'll I'll go ahead and give him two million more. It's a yeah, yeah. The aim, aim at those people. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, Man. not worth it. Um, but he's out, so he's paid his debt to society. And uh, good luck to him, I guess. Maybe he can yeah. go back to being a, a wedding DJ. <laughs> yeah, you could go back up and you just you show back up at that one wedding that you just didn't do twenty years ago and just make amends, you know? It's like <laughs> knock on those people's door. They're like, "Who the hell are you?" He's like, "I'm DJ No Show." <laughs> like, and I was the guy. That's actually come. a sweet name, <laughs> DJ No Show. Yeah, then you can't even get mad about it. You're like, "Damn, I gave that deposit to DJ No Show, and uh, he's, <laughs> I, you know, it's a little on the nose, but he's not here. Like, and I don't know what I'm gonna do next." 
Yeah. Oh man, dude. Well, that's uh, that is rad. Thank you very much for sharing that story with us today, Kath. Um, guys, thank you for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, we actually, uh, you know, we release two episodes a month on this podcast. We also do a Patreon where you can uh, go and subscribe to that and get access to two more episodes every month and access to our Discord server, which has been such a magical place to be. Like, it, it it's um, full of people who are very knowledgeable about crypto scams to keep us in the loop. And what a time for this Discord server to exist in because I just got to watch like the rise and fall of the last few months of crypto like through the the filtered lens of people who are very smart about it. So our Discord server is a cool place to be right now. Um, also, you can check me out. I'm on Twitter at, at PZTX. That's P-E-E-Z-Y-T-X. I post about my tour dates, which are coming up. I'm going to be in uh, Washington and in Oregon and in like Montana and Colorado and all, all sorts of weird stuff in between. And uh, so come check that out. I also do another podcast called uh, Good at Plants, Bad at Life, where I do I talk about plants and global ecosystem stuff and horticulture with a very smart, knowledgeable dude. We talk about some pretty fascinating stuff. So if that's interesting to you, check that out. And uh, Kath, you got anything for us? Yeah, um, I'm not sure if this will be out in time, but if it is, I'm uh, I have a live show with my other podcast, What a Time to Be Alive, on July 8th uh, at the Gutter in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Um, what a time to be alive comes out every week. It's a podcast where we talk about stupid news stories. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So check that out. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Kath Barbadoro and I post my dates there for standup. So thanks for listening and hope to see you at a show. Yeah, guys, we'll see you out there, man. Uh, be safe, be smart, you know, have fun, but above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time. Bye.